0: Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beer a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't.
1: And it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained.
0: And we hope you enjoyed uh, those solo episodes in addition to our new batch of 2022 episodes. Yeah, welcome to season two. I'll tell you what, I, those those solo episodes got more listens than I thought, so kudos
1: to everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know, is there like a Team Edward, Team Jacob situation developing with the podcast? I don't
1: know. It's, it's entirely possible. I, I really haven't dove... Dove into it, dived into it, dived, divin, in, yeah. divin into it, <laughs>
0: doven into it. He hither dive, yeah. yeah. He, he to take Heath. Well, we'll get producer producer Bo on it. He'll probably do some. stuff. I'll tell th- you course. what.
1: There is a lot. There is outrage. <laughs> many, many people are upset about the fact that <laughs> Bo was denied his <laughs> fan, fan of, of the, the year. year. <laughs> they think it's bullshit to
0: quote. And that the only reason that I did that is because I didn't want him to have it, which is not true. No, I mean, he's an employee. And uh, unfortunately, our system works like the real election process. Popular vote, only part of the battle. That's true. We, he, we did issue a W-2, though, for a... Uh...
1: I think it's a WK9.
0: Yeah. Well, I got to say, my memory of that time is pretty hazy. Oh, wow, there he is. I was
1: wondering what what kind of smooth transition we might get today. uh, This
0: is it. Um, This is it in more ways than one because this is the final series on our Asheville tour of beers. Yes,
1: the last of the four. And boy, oh, boy, has it been a a battle to get this bad boy (laughs) recorded,
0: Yeah, drunk. It's... We're just glad that we're finally doing it, but uh, it's called Hazy Halfback. and as we mentioned it comes from Asheville, North Carolina. I think at this point we've we've spent plenty of time there. And we hope you guys check out all these beers, but this one is from a, a place called Hillman Beer. You want to tell us a little bit about it, Vince?
1: Yeah, I'll t- a little bit is exactly what I'll tell you, because <laughs> yeah. you know a lot of these, and I appreciate it, but a lot of these breweries give you a lot of background and a lot of you know thought into what they do and in their beer descriptions. Sure. So let me read for you the description from of Hazy Halfback from Hillman Beer. Very smooth and juicy IPA dominated by tropical and citrus notes. That's it. Okay. Short and to the point. So I thought, you know, maybe I'll go check out the website, see a
0: little about us. Maybe and there's it's, a little um, couple that, you know, gave up their dream job to do this. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. It's it's a small family-owned business with locations in both Asheville, North Carolina, and Old Fort. So Old Fort was opened in July 2020, But basically, two brothers, Brad and Greg. Greg, I I think it's Greg. It's spelled G R E I G. I don't know G R E I G. I never their last
0: name's Hillman. Dude, what does that mean? Greg? No, that's Greg. I is that like it,
1: the, is that an Irish spelling of of Greg or something?
0: Is this a is this a Barbara and Brabra situation from uh, Flight of the Concords? Have you seen that? <laughs> no. There's an episode where the the two guys they can't decide if a woman's name is Barbara or Brabra, and at the end of the episode you find out it actually was Brabra. Yes, yeah, so maybe it <laughs> is Greg. All right. Well, let's just say it how it's spelled.
1: I don't know. It's spelled G R E I G. Greg. All okay. right. Gr- Greg. Uh, Greg Hillman and Greg's Greg, Greg. Uh, I'm so sorry, Greg. Or, or I'm so sorry. Let's
0: just go with Hillman.
1: Hillman. Well, they're they're all Hillmans is the problem. There's three of them. There's two brothers and one wife of the this brother. This is taking Brandy. longer
0: to go through than. Anyway, yeah. So I guess so. this
1: is why they keep it short. Um, yeah, they their whole idea is bring the pub style to a brewery experience, and with an emphasis on quality service, comfort, and community. And that's it. And they say we hope we know your experience here will keep you coming back for more so from what i understand i've read a couple of reviews and um yeah it's good beer there is not like they don't i don't believe they serve food in it i believe there's like a little restaurant going on inside of it um but yeah it's it seems like a great place i'll have to ask around our Asheville or north carolina listeners and see see what they thought of it but yeah
0: yeah we know that we love hazy ipas we've had a bunch on this show this one seems like a winner but let's let's give it a try before we Why make not? any conclusions huh all right cheers vince cheers tom whoa what the to season two yeah baby oh okay. it smells tropical yeah hmm that kind of disappeared on me at the end batters
1: my uvula batters batters it it's not like not like you're battering it to fry it like just is like, it like, like a boxing little, like little punching thing? Bag, wow. you know, the little yeah that's the, the
0: so it just was it went straight for the uvula
1: yeah it went straight there and it like clung like it didn't want to go all the way down you know yeah like if you were if you were in one of those movies one of the honey I shrunk the kids movies or something and you were eaten and you were just like no I don't want to go down so you're hanging so on to be the hanging uvula. on yeah, the punching bag, if you will. Oh,
0: see, for me, it was like the 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 people who say they're going to go back to the gym on New Year's and then after like the third day, they just walk right out. Wow, it was there for three days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, metaphorically speaking, they thought they thought they were going to make it for the whole year, but it was a quick quick stint. I wonder why we had such different uh, reactions to that.
1: I don't know. Take another take another sip here. Let's yeah, let me, let's try it again. Okay,
0: take two. Nope, no, same thing. Yeah,
1: it just, it's like, it's very flavorful on the front end on my tongue. Yeah. And then it just sort of uh, coalesces into like a, a harsh punch at the end.
0: Yeah, for me, it just like, it just happens really fast. It's like an accordion player, like playing a note, you know? I don't play the accordion, obviously. Dude, when's the last time you've
1: seen an accordion in real life? And before oh, you wow. say before you say you imagine that they're all over France, I don't think they actually are. I think that's a disnification. <laughs> I, I wasn't
0: gonna say that, but well, now, I, now I'm I, thinking
1: I it. Just wanted to make sure that you wouldn't say that. Probably
0: on the L, like probably one of those L streets. Get out! Yeah,
1: you've seen it in Chicago.
0: Yeah, the last time I saw like anyone playing the accordion, period, was on the show Only Murders in the Building. Did you ever? Did you see that on Hulu?
1: No, I never saw it. I, I've been encouraged to watch it, but it, it's. Well, the premise is it's a, a podcast about...
0: Yes, it's it's actually a really interesting show to discuss on our podcast because oh. it's uh, it's Steve Martin, Martin Short, and out of nowhere, Selena Gomez. Yes, okay. And they all live in this famous New York apartment building called the Arcadium, mm-hmm. and somebody gets murdered there, hence the term. These three uh, misfits decide to start a true crime podcast about the murder Investigation. So it's sort of like a commentary on a number of different things that are popular now. It's like podcasts, true crime. Obviously, it's a streaming show. And, you know, it's like a charming premise that. I was, like, getting more and more annoyed with it as it went along.
1: As That tends to happen with charming things.
0: Yeah. You get annoyed with them. Like, it almost seemed like some Hollywood bigwig was like, all right, we got to get all the demos at once. Who are three people that can bring everyone together? And then they're like, I got How Steve did Martin, Martin, Martin Short make that list? Because <laughs> yeah. him and Steve Martin are, are boys. Okay, so Long-time I, I, boy. it's
1: just Steve Martin and... And Selena Gomez. Oh, she's very sexy. It'll be great. The kids love her. That's it. We don't need a third one. It's fine. And then Steve Martin came into my office and said, what do you think you're doing? Marty Short's (laughs) a good friend of mine. You got to include him. If you don't include him, he calls me nonstop.
0: Right. Exactly. That we just pitched the show to Hulu. Um, That's show business, baby. But the the thing about the show that's so odd is like... This podcast, which seemingly starts up like in less than two weeks, already has a rabid following across New York. That is everything. And I have to
1: say, I hate, hate, hate that about TV. Like, anytime somebody does something on a TV show, it's immediate. They're immediately famous. You're like, oh, awesome. So that's all I have to do. And then you realize it's a lot of hard work. Yeah. I mean, and this you, may ne- you may never even make it to millions of followers. We've been
0: doing this for almost a year now. Almost we, a year. We don't have fans sitting outside of our apartment building with t-shirts of uh, of our show. And we've tried to tell you our address. <laughs> Seriously. Some <laughs> of you know where we live. <laughs> Most of you know where we live. <laughs> well, generally speaking. Generally. But, generally
1: and yeah, genuinely. I,
0: I didn't bring that up intentionally, but like now that I think about it, my reaction to this beer is similar to my reaction to that show where I was like, Huh, okay. Kind of a fun premise. I'm interested. And then by the end I was like, I'm I'm ready to be done. I'm ready to be done with this. Could this be how you feel about hazy IPAs now? Ooh, interesting question. Like this, as far as, as hazy's go, this isn't whole, bad. No, and I'm not I'm also I want to be clear, I thought that show was fine, I liked it, and I'm definitely not done with hazy IPAs, but are you suggesting that hazy IPAs may, may be jumping the shark as an industry? I don't know.
1: I mean, what define jumping the shark? Really? I actually, could you define
0: it? Because do you know? I, what,
1: I, I know the concept. I understand that. Like, do you know where it came from? It came from Fonzie. That yeah. Made him like jump a shark on water skis. Yeah. In an so episode.
0: yeah. So this unhappy Days, there was an episode where Fonzie literally jumps over a shark. And now this is sort of a catch all term to describe shows or things that like have peaked and they're, they're going downhill now. So got it.
1: So I had always thought that it was more like if you jump the shark, it's you've run out of ideas.
0: It's that's very similar. It's okay. pretty much that. It's it's like saying, All right, this thing that I really liked, this this is done. This it's is going good, downhill. It
1: needs it needs to be done. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know about And that. I don't think
0: hazy IPAs have jumped the shark. I just want to say that. No,
1: I I don't either. I think I think milkshake IPAs jumped the shark the second they were created. Oh my god! Well, I
0: think for like for you, you would probably say a gumball head has jumped the shark because you didn't you didn't care for no, that. No, we've been over this. Right. Because
1: here's the problem: if you if we're gonna talk about it like that, like I'd have to revisit. I could revisit the early episodes of The Office and still enjoy them. I can't revisit. Gumball head and enjoy it, and they they haven't changed anything. The only thing that's changed is me. So the theory there is that they they were never at a point where they could
0: jump the shark. They were never good enough. I was just a fool. I got I got you. That's that's Gumball head, and I'm and by the way, I'm not done being mad at you about that. (laughs) So you'll (laughs) never be done being mad at me about it. Let's um let's give this a try out of the glass. I'm I'm Curious. Maybe that won't do the trick for me.
1: I to be honest. i I look at it, and all I can think about is, like, halfback, the term from football. Yeah. And how, like, at, at some point a halfback didn't exist. It was a fullback. And I always wonder, like, do did the first halfbacks get insulted by the fact that they were, like, doing the same thing as fullbacks at that time, but they were just called half? Like, hey, you're half of what this guy had.
0: <laughs> it's like a derogatory way to describe a Yeah, like, oh, look, I, back. Yeah. look at the halfback. Yeah, it's... Interestingly enough, I played fullback and halfback at different points in my football career, but it's such a stupid term now because that basically in the NFL there are no fullbacks. There's they, only a handful of just them called, left.
1: Like it's just running back now, right? That's and like how I knew it.
0: It in like the 60s and 50s, fullbacks and running backs were like equal partners, which is weird because they like distinguish them as unequal, and then over time the fullback became just a battering ram for concussions essentially yeah. to make way for the much more talented halfback which they then just started calling running backs
1: cuz it probably that's it, all they do hurt their
0: feelings yeah well
1: many running backs are pass catchers now
0: that's right i mean it's and running backs running back is definitely the much less glamorous than it used to be when we were growing yeah that's up. true now now yeah.
1: you're now running backs are you got kids who are do, did you hear about Quavaris Cr- Crouch? No. Oh my gosh. First of all, What a name. All-time of a name. He was a big-time recruit. He actually ended up playing at Michigan State this past year, but he committed out of high school to go to college at Tennessee. Yeah. And he was like a top-five recruit, and he was an incredible running back, but he was also a great linebacker, and he flat-out told schools, I don't want to play running back. I want to
0: give the hits, not take them. That's a big change. Yeah, that used to be used to be the position. Oh yeah, I got. I want to add something to this, but let, let me ahead. try this me now. Try.
1: I, the smell is a little. It's not not my favorite. I liked it better out of the can,
0: smell wise. Okay, this is lingering with me more. Definitely more out of the glass than out of the can.
1: It's a little. It's this is funny. It's a little lighter of an
0: experience for me out of the glass. <laughs> we're we're just not on the same wavelength no, with no. this one.
1: No, I don't know.
0: Um, since we're on the topic of football. Who are some Who are some people that you were just like dead wrong on in terms of projecting them from college to the NFL?
1: Um, I, the notable ones. The notable ones
0: could be good or bad.
1: I, I didn't think Cam Newton was going to be great. Okay. Uh, pretty dead wrong about that.
0: Uh, yeah, that, I mean that was sort of understandable at the time because we we hadn't really seen someone like him succeed at quarterback.
1: Well, I think just the it was he reminded me a lot of Vince Young, and just the fact that he was huge, yeah, and he could and he could run. And he was very shifty, um, and they didn't do him any favors. I, I didn't watch a lot of Auburn football, yeah. but that entire that championship year, like anytime I watched him, I'm like, you know, I, I've had this whole line fed to me, and this is kind of before Lamar Jackson and before you have pro coaches starting to tailor their offenses to what their quarterbacks do well yeah and saying forget about conventional wisdom and i i'm just watching and i'm like none of this strikes me as anything that's done in the nfl and there must be a reason it's not done in the nfl conventional wisdom tells me that it's not done in the nfl because the athletes are better and they you can't do it and then he did it and i i couldn't have been happier that he did he did it
0: for my team yeah you know he almost won a super bowl but
1: yeah but that was a uh, that was unfortunate. Yeah,
0: well, my um, my biggest one is Russell Wilson. I was adamant that he would not be successful in the NFL. Really, and I really, I was very annoyed at the chatter that was coming out of that first training camp. And was like, God, Pete Carroll just loves this guy, and he this guy loves football. And like, I remember that he was in a quarterback battle with Matt Flynn, which is hilarious to think about now. Sweet. And also, I'm not saying that Matt Flynn was, like, going to be a stud. But when they named him the week one starter, it was like, there's just something about that Russell Wilson. He's got that special little twinge in his eye. And it turned out that, like, he just was on a really good team. And he was, like, good for what they needed him to be. And then at every stage of his career, I'd always say, well, he's not going to go beyond this point. And then he would get better and better. Then he got that huge contract. I was like, though, they're going to regret Giving him this contract. No. And now I've just had to come to terms that, that I was wrong and that he's going to be in the Hall of Fame and he's really damn good. I'm trying to think who uh, I thought was going to be
1: disgusting. Uh, like, very, very good. I always thought that uh, I always thought Donovan People Jones would be very, very good. Um, I didn't think I could, I was shocked that Patrick Mahomes was drafted as high as he was. I remember thinking that.
0: Yeah. Well, nobody thought he was going to be this great. Trent Richardson comes to mind as a memorable bust. Like everybody was, and myself included, everybody was like, this is a slam dunk. He's the next Adrian Peterson. He had a great rookie year. Yeah. I remember I was playing flag football when he got traded in college, and we found out that he got traded for a first-round pick, and we were like, ha! oh, man, the Browns are so stupid. How could they give up on Trent Richardson? Oh, I thought oh.
1: they were genius for that.
0: <laughs> I didn't. I thought that that was a
1: mistake. He he was awful. He had a good rookie year, and then they started breaking it down. Yeah. And they're like, "Look, here's a wide open hole to the left, and he goes to the right. It's like he has money against right. himself."
0: No, it's it's just so it's so bizarre, especially at running back. Like, there's a reason why you don't see these guys get picked early in the draft anymore because you just know you get that it's two or not, three of them. I mean, I hope Najee Harris ends up being great for the Steelers. He looks pretty good, but he was the 22nd pick. As opposed to, like, the Giants' Saquon Barkley, second pick. Yeah. That hasn't worked out.
1: No. I mean, well, it has worked out when he's been on the field. McCaffrey, number eight. It's worked out when he's on the field. Dalvin was, like, a second rounder, so... That's a little more okay, but I I got back into fantasy for the first time in a couple of years, and I won my league. Feel really cool about it. It's awesome. That's fantastic. Good it's, for you. It's great to get back into it, but uh, throughout it, I think like one of the things that I forgot that I really like doing is finding that the like gem, you know, that like yeah fifteenth rounder or something like that. And I didn't really get him this year. I, I picked him up a little early, Jamar Chase in like round eight or something like that. That worked out really Cooper well. Cooper Cup in round five.
0: Not bad. Wow, you got both of those guys? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I had a great,
1: great, great week. <laughs> You're the next Matthew
0: Barry. Well,
1: hopefully I'm a little cooler than him. I've never met anyone who's has like a cooler job who's just so lame. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he is.
0: Yeah, he well, he also had a, had a weird background. Do you know that he was uh he was the guy who wrote Crocodile Dundee? Okay, do you know uh, Andy Barons? Yeah. He's the guy who wrote Sex Drive. What?
1: Yes, all of these fantasy football guys, gurus, essentially started off as Hollywood screenwriters, got one. <laughs> okay, won, I'm glad we got to this, point
0: because this, this is great. This is a great <laughs> tie-in. Is, are, we, are you telling me that the key to fantasy football success is being a failed screenwriter? <laughs>
1: failed? They both got movies made.
0: I Yeah, I guess that's the wrong way to put it. They made movies that nobody really enjoyed because the cro- the new Crocodile Dude, Dundee I loved Sex Drive. I did not care for it. I wow. didn't think it was that funny. Why
1: did you just hate Amanda Crew?
0: <laughs> no. You know what? It's that fucking guy that we talked about him already. The guy from Hot Tub Time Machine who's also <laughs> yeah, in that movie. Clark Duke. And like that guy's supposed to be like a like a womanizing kid in that movie. And like, I'm not buying this for a single second of this movie.
1: That's fair. I mean that yeah. that's that's understandable, but yeah. I respect and him. He not, honestly made it work. Also,
0: not the same movie, but I tried to watch EZA three different times when I was. You couldn't make it like, through it? Well, every time I started I was extremely drunk and I would fall asleep. Fair and then like it took me four years to like watch it sober in full and like remember everything. There would be parts like, "Oh yeah, oh now okay, I've seen this part before," but then I would forget other parts. Very interesting. It's not very unusual for me. I usually am just one and done.
1: Hey Tom, are you? Uh, this actually reminds me. Are you a fan of of a movie called The Departed?
0: <laughs> Absolutely, I am. Would you it's my say favorite it's, movie. it's
1: like probably? One of the better movies made in the last 15-20 years. Absolutely,
0: it's my favorite movie. Yeah, ever.
1: Uh, actually, a little dirt on fan of the year, Carl Papa. Oh no! Tried to have him watch it. Sat him down four separate times before midnight, and within the first ten minutes, he was passed out. <laughs> Every. Oh single my time. god. Shame on you, Carl!
0: Your chances to repeat just plummeted. Plummeted. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> Carl! Terrible take. He watched it. He watched it
1: eventually, and now he quotes it and he loves it.
0: Yeah. Well, that well, that's good. I tried to make my college friends watch Inception with me, and some of them fell asleep. And I, but th- some of those guys aren't really movie people, so I I let slide. What I'm not going to let slide is us giving those giving a rating. I don't know where really we're going to go with this. I, but. As
1: far as like. It's interesting. I, so I, I, um, it's weird to say, but I have, I have, Asheville beer fatigue. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think I'm with you.
1: Like I don't know what it is, but it's the fourth one, and I, I just, uh, I feel like I didn't come into this hot and, and thinking like, oh, this is going to be an amazing experience. And that's fine. I think it does a, a good enough job. It's, pr- it's probably, for me, 3.25 out of 5 Vinces. Yeah. It's not insanely good. It's definitely drinkable. It's it's a lower ABV compared to when we're talking, like, Hazy's 5.9. Sure. It's pretty crushable overall. Yeah. I, I just kind of, like, I, I feel here if I had to compare this to something, it'd be like if... Christopher Nolan made a fourth Batman movie. I'm going to go see it. I know it's going to be good, but I don't know. Do we have to?
0: I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give this a 3 out of 5, and I don't know how we came up with this term, but Asheville fatigue seems appropriate. Um, I guess I would more generally say that compared to other hazy IPAs, it's, it's not as good as the best, and it's not... It's definitely not like bad, but it's just there's nothing really memorable about it. And that's kind of how I feel about the show Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. It's just, you know, it's good to pass the time, but when I'm on my deathbed and you're looking at me and everyone's in the room, I'm not going to go, give me one more hazy halfback. <laughs> I just need that sweet, generic haziness before I. Yeah, that's yeah, that's
1: that's understandable, and yeah. I think um, as far as all of the ones that we've had from Asheville goes, I think even if I were to have them all at once, this would probably line up. Number four. was well, definitely not the
0: worst for me. Oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah. Okay, number three. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is
1: definitely this is better than emo murmurs. EMO murmurs is so close. It's the Andrew Wiggins of beers, man. No,
0: oh, it's not. It totally is. It's the Anthony Bennett of beers. It That's- is not, dude. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it could, it could be. It could
1: be a superstar if they just got rid of the marshmallow. Oh no! I'm no, telling no. you.
0: No, I'm not with you on that. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed whatever this was. If you're listening. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, also, one more shout out to R.G. Rivard for getting these beers because we couldn't have done it without you, literally.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. And please also make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our show on Apple Spotify, which you can now do. Ratings for... It's super easy. My mom figured it out. You can too. There's a video that's still trending on Instagram that's a very accurate description of it. And it's
1: it's kid-tested, mom-approved. My mom commented (laughs) on how easy it was.
0: Yeah, that's great. And until then, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans, must booze.